If you wonder about the birds and the bees, just tune in to some Frank and Beans. People try to put us to death. Seven seconds. That's quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does come quick. <laughs> Seven seconds is our limit before we get sued. <laughs> right. Also, seven. seven seconds in heaven. Is that seven minutes in heaven? Seven M- minutes, minutes in heaven. Minutes? Seven seconds is a little short. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, are the, Brian uh, is white. <laughs> are, the, are the kids still playing that game these days? I don't know. I don't know. But we'll get to more <laughs> about what the kids are doing these days in just a minute. But welcome to Frank and Beans, mm. the sex and relationship podcast where I am Beth. And I am Brian. And we are not having sex. We're not fucking. <laughs> we have been told that we have to establish that at the beginning of every episode. So that is, it is someone's first episode that they will understand. So they yeah. do not have to start at episode one because we are at what? Almost 40 episodes now? We're getting there. Yeah. I'm at 30 something. is. We're in, we're in our late 30s. Just like <laughs> you and I. How about that? <laughs> um, so last week we talked about the changing gender roles and mm-hmm. um, kind of how, you know, that it affects men and women and, um, you know, f- families and, and marriages and that sort of thing. But, um, you know, that sort of led us to the next topic of, you know, what was it like to date in, um, you know, not only me and Brian's generation, but even before that, and what it's like to date for people now. Mm-hmm. And for this topic, we have brought our very favorite millennial in the whole wide world, our good friend, Xavier Claiborne. Okay, now can I? Now, be, now, you, <laughs> now can you can talk. talk. <laughs> <laughs> you have been officially introduced. <laughs> now I exist. <clears throat> yes. Um, how old are you, Xavier? I turned 22 last October. Oh, such a baby. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, Xavier is one of my good comedian friends, so... Uh, we figure we will have a lot of fun having this conversation with him. So you can uh, bring your perspective as a younger human being as I am 37 and officially old enough to be your teen mom. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 36 and I might have had an abortion about the time you were born. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Did they just pull it out of your penis or what? Yeah. (laughs) You bet they did. (laughs) Is it more of a C-section kind of thing? (laughs) Oh my god! It wasn't gross. third term. We can agree to that. Yeah, yikes! Yeah. Oh my god, that was the scariest thing ever. Um, that that video. I'm assuming that's what you're talking about with the guy talking about it. Well, no, just how oh. it's become legal in a couple of states that like a third term abortion is a okay. Okay, there was a video that was online about it, and it was like this guy discussing it, and it's a doctor who's performed them, and how gross it was, and like how they just pull out part by part. Yeah. Oh, it's the grossest thing I've ever heard in my life. I don't even know how I made it through more than a minute of that video. Yeah, there, there's no such thing as like a cute abortion. It's well, like... No. <laughs> oh, well, no, but the way he described it, they're pulling it out piece by piece. Piece by piece by piece. It was piece. So, yeah, like it arm by off. leg. By, it was mm, so gross. It's disgusting. Yeah. So imagine like a third term where like a baby is fully oh, developed. No, it, but that like, was that was just it. As he was saying that it was a, that was the, the second oh, or gotcha. third term. Even second term was like that, I guess. I mean, but. babies are fucking big. Like, yeah. not in comparison, but they're big. So imagine... I, I yeah. don't know how I'm gonna oh. eat after this. I know, right? Yeah, who's hungry now? Yay. Go some chicken nuggets. <laughs> Pull them out. Eggs sound good. Right. Ew. Eggs. Eggs? Hate eggs. Mm. Chicken abortions? Gross. <laughs> <laughs> it would have to be fertilized for it to be an abortion, Brian. Gosh. 
Do you know anything about chicken sex? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be weird if he did. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. So anyway, um, yeah, there's, I mean, dating itself is, you know, a very broad topic, but I think it's, we, we sort of thought of a few like talking points about, okay, the first thing that I think of about dating in like when I first started dating and how it's totally different now is like when I first started dating, you know, you would have to, there was no like internet. Mm. There wasn't really, nobody even really had cell phones. It was just like, if you liked a girl, you saw her in public mm. and you had to give her your phone number. You had, you had to have the balls. Yeah. It to took go a up to her. Yeah. And people just, I guess, if you mm-hmm. wanted to meet women, you had to go out in public and meet women. Yeah. And there was no like, now, was it you that was telling me that you've never signed up for a dating app ever? I have never even downloaded Tinder. Wow. Nice. Or any other dating app. No, ma'am. Wow. That's pretty impressive. Impressive. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just never been desperate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but see, it's interesting that somebody as young as you still mm-hmm. sees that as being desperate because right. when we grew up, meeting somebody online was like, ooh. It was so embarrassing. Yeah. You never wanted to tell some, anybody like if you had met your boyfriend mm-hmm. online. So we met but now it's so normal. You yeah. Know? It's convenient. Yeah. And that's what that's the world that we live in now. Sure. Just pull out your phone and find somebody. Yeah. Well, and especially you who's like very hardworking, more than one job, and also does comedy and stuff. Like, how do you find the time to meet girls? Like, where do you meet them? Like normally it's just whenever I go outside. Yeah. (laughs) You're like women women just literally they just like there's a force that sucks them to my back. They just fall out of trees and they come out of the sewers. You go out, you pick them up off the trees, you put them in a basket. Oh, okay. Um, I've been doing this wrong the entire time. I've I've never been a shy person. Mm -hmm. So like when I see somebody I like, I will just go talk to them. That's cool though. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people just don't like I don't know if it's something about, you know, the internet society Mm. of like people just don't talk to each other Mm. face to face anymore. People feel weird about it. I think it's harder to lie in person. Yes. That's Mm -hmm. where the internet comes in handy. Wow. That's very good perspective. Yeah. That's so true. Because, yeah, you can't lie. I mean, like, this is it, you know. Yeah. Like, this is who I am. (laughs) There's no filters. There's Mm -hmm. no. Right. Brian, just think. In person, no one can catfish you. <laughs> right. I'm so I'm so disappointed when I come to a first date and like there's not this wreath of flowers around somebody's <laughs> head. I don't, I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> or like you know, they don't have the the there's uh, no cat air freckles. Ears. There's yeah. yeah, no freckles and glasses. Right. And, you know, yeah, it's crazy. Fucking catfishes. <laughs> I mean, but Brian has been catfished more than once. Mm. Really? Also mm-hmm. on a date oh, that yeah. I have been present at. Which I know seems funny, but <laughs> it's it's not as awkward. Like it might sound awkward to other people. It might sound awkward to other people, but it will just be like sometimes Brian and I will be hanging out, and he will invite someone to come and just hey, I'm hanging out with my best friend. Just like yeah. if I was a dude, it wouldn't be weird, you know, like coming yeah. out with me and my buddy and like have a drink with us. Mm. But you know, it's I just happen to be a girl, so it's like right. it's not. <laughs> and half the time they end up being more interested in hanging out with me again than Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they fangirl out a little bit. <laughs> Give me their phone number. That's happened too. Yeah. Store their phone number in my phone. Like. <laughs> mm-hmm. So anyway. I feel bad. Yeah. I don't. Don't. <laughs> don't. No. They weren't people he ever really 
well, they're still, he's still friends with those people, some mm-hmm. of them. But anyway, um, so yeah, it's kind of interesting because you never have to worry about any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So this is like one of the greatest things about meeting people in person. Yeah. And plus you're often out at venues where people are out like socially, you know, like doing yeah. comedy and stuff. You're, you know, at bars more than once a week. But okay. I normally don't pick up women at bars. Yeah. Because usually at comedy shows, if somebody's hitting on me, they're around 40, 50. <laughs> <laughs> Especially at Black Apple Crossing. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. It's definitely an older audience mm-hmm. there, I would say. So, yeah. Hmm. That's very interesting. So where do you meet girls at in public if they're not? If I'm at work, I go to the park often. Oh, okay. Uh, trail. That's a good one. Yeah. You should, if you ever need to borrow my dog, he's a real bitch magnet. <laughs> I, I did have a problem for a bit where I was more attracted to women's dogs than I was actually. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I can it's see like, that. It's oh, an adorable dog. Like, what's its name? Like, don't you want to talk to me? Like, no, I'm worried about this dog. <laughs> Get out of here, lady. Let me pet Sorry. your dog. Is your, does your dog have a phone number? <laughs> Facebook, anything? No. Mm. That's actually very interesting. So but I yeah. do most of my friends are in dating sites. Yeah, for sure. So and I fully understand that world. It's just not yeah. for me. I can see that though, just knowing you as a person. Mm-hmm. It just that doesn't seem like your cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Do your friends have any interesting, funny stories that you can share that from that experience? Man, I think they're mostly depressing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can I confirm. Mine Tinder too. was a free app. I didn't know you could pay for it. Wait, which one, Tinder? Yeah, you can pay extra to get more likes. You can, yeah, you can pay extra to see who liked you, even if you didn't like them. Yeah. Which, what's the point of that? If you didn't like them, why do you want to see who this person is? And why is it worth $34.95 a month to do that? $35? It's fucking expensive. Yeah. It is expensive. It is ludicrous. I'll, I'll do some it. fact checking right now, mm. but <laughs> it's expensive. Don't act like you didn't use it at one point in your life. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. If somebody liked me, yeah. If somebody swiped left on me and I swiped right on them, why Maybe. do I want to? Why do I need to know who that is? Right. Yeah. Also, wait. Who was it we were talking with? Who was saying that? Oh, it was that episode. It was like the men of online dating, mm-hmm. where um, Matt had said um, that he had paid for like POF or something for a while, mm-hmm. and um, he we were like, well, what is the advantage of that? Like, what do you get out mm-hmm. of that? And it was like you could just see if they had read your text message and stuff, which is so creepy. That's insane. Because I'm like, that would drive you mad. You're like, well, mm-hmm. they read it. They don't like me. Like, I would rather live in a world of blissful ignorance where I'm just mm-hmm. like. Right. Yeah. Now what? Yeah. What, but if you know they read it. It's right. Like, That's. Mm-hmm. No. no. <laughs> so, um, yeah. To get Tinder Gold, um, it is $29.99 a month or you can save some money and pay $150 for a year. <laughs> <laughs> Which which that boils down to twelve fifty a month to see who liked you that you didn't like. <laughs> the couple of times that I've ever, you know, found myself in the online data sphere, um, it's like I will like think it's a good idea for a few days, and then like a few days later, I'm like, this has been a complete waste of time. <laughs> I've done nothing but wasted my time. Um, heard peep from people who I was not interested in. Never really found anybody that I was like, I feel like I could swipe and swipe and swipe and never be like, that looks like someone who's my type, you know? I guess I don't really have a type, but, you know, I don't know. I've just never seen anybody there that looks like somebody I would date. Yeah, but for a lot of people, it is. Yeah, that's that's why it's so popular. Yeah, for sure. Well, they just find something. 
Yeah. Anything. That's what most people want these days. Mm-hmm. Just something. Yeah, yeah, any person. Yeah, they're not picky. Mm-hmm. Something that's going to pay them attention. Or mm-hmm. The most popular thing um, I've heard of recently was the two-night stand instead of a one-night stand. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, what it is now is they'll go out on a... Well, the first time they meet, they just have sex. Okay. And then the guy seems really interested, so we'll take him out on a date. They'll have sex again, and then that's it. Wow. You never hear from that person again. I wonder what the motivation behind that is. Like, because maybe, okay, you know, like we've all had sex with somebody who, like, it wasn't that great the first time. Mm. So maybe it's like, okay, I'll give this one more shot. And if Mm. it still sucks, she's just bad in bed. Maybe that first time was like nerves or, you Mm. know. Maybe. I could see that. But to meet up a second time to then go on a date. Mm. Yeah. And to know that that is the end of it. Mm. It's like that one guy where (laughs) Taylor told us about that guy, like, she had gone out with. And then they were talking a lot. Mm-hmm. And he literally sent her a picture of his cat that morning before he ghosted her for a long period of time. He's like, why would you send her a picture of your cat mm-hmm. and have that be the last communication that you ever have with somebody? It's so bizarre. It's very personal, you know, yeah. like, I don't know. So weird. Yeah, I don't know. That is very the two night stand, huh? Mm. The two night stand. So I guess be wary mm. of that audience. That's good advice. Um, so also, uh, we kind of looked at this little article that was saying that specific areas of dating that are very different from the way they used to be to the way they are now, like the amount of people that you can date at one time. Mm-hmm. You know, like I mean, it's. I think it's progressed. Like back, you know, obviously in like the fifties and sixties and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you would go out with somebody and you would pretty much only be focused on like that one person or yeah. never see them again. Where now you can really be talking to many, many people mm-hmm. at one time, and it's sure. pretty acceptable. Mm-hmm. Um, I just saw this, and it's kind of skipping ahead. It's still on the same mm-hmm. thing, but it says, according to a two thousand fourteen study, okay, the average woman kissed fifteen men. And had two serious relationships and heartbreaks before settling down. Kissed 15 men. This was fucking five years ago. Yeah, it right. sounds like a very small number. Yeah, oh. only kissed 15. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Like, if you're lucky enough to find a woman who has only fucked 15 guys, <laughs> you're yeah. lucky as shit. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Is her hymen still attached? <laughs> 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 and two serious relationships like that right. seems very you know like i would believe it though yeah because that is for a lot of people like that's their desired relationship right well and but you know what like i've had i used to be like a serial monogamous like mm-hmm. i would be mm-hmm. i would go from like boyfriend to next boyfriend to mm-hmm. next boyfriend and it was just because like i was always like a relationship person and yeah. now i'm so different like now i'm like Mm, I am on my own. <laughs> I'm yeah. a lone wolf, and and um, I'm a lone wolf back. <laughs> yeah, like but settling down, and they they're like before they settle down, and it's like I don't know. I mean, it's weird because now it seems like people don't even want to settle down. Yeah, yeah. you know that was just five years ago. Right, fifteen men kissed fifteen men. Yeah, <laughs> there's a. Have you seen Clerks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you cl- yeah, yeah. um, Thirty-seven picks in a row. <laughs> Trying to have to suck any dicks on the way to the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah, the first a- thing I thought of. But I had a, I had a joke recently that I've been telling, um, where it's like, 
would somebody would like ask me if I had a girlfriend. I go, well, it depends on who you ask. <laughs> but that's right. true. But yeah, because yeah. there true. there's a lot of people that would consider that, and I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I've definitely been there where yeah. like, yeah, like I can think of, you know, people <laughs> who dated where I'd be like, he, if you asked him, he'd probably say I was his girlfriend. But yeah. I do not mm-hmm. say the same in return. And I'm sure I've probably been guilty of thinking of a relationship more seriously mm. than the person that I was dating did. But but I think that's normal now mm-hmm. to just not take relationships seriously. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, especially because before it was pretty. I remember, you know, like, again, going back to when I first started dating, it was there was there was always a conversation that happened about, you know, this was your boyfriend or this mm-hmm. is your girlfriend. Or it was just well known that mm-hmm. once you started dating somebody past like a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. that was your boyfriend or girlfriend. And now it's not like that at all. That's like a taboo oh, to yeah. ask whether or not you're serious. Or oh, not. yeah. That's like, yeah. We actually talked about that. In one, I forget what episode it was where that was. It was actually saying that that was one of the um, signs of it not mm-hmm. being there. Because if you have to ask, that means then it's not. Then they, it's probably the fact that you think it is and mm-hmm. they don't. Yeah, so it's very interesting. I mean, yeah, I I fear labels myself. I think too, which I didn't always used to do, but it's just because now I'm so independent and like I can't. I don't know. I don't want to be tied down. I think strong, <laughs> it's just, independent woman. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like it scares me to think of somebody else being like integrated into my life but i don't know and then brian's opposite he's like i just wanna (laughs) (laughs) i just wanna be in love (laughs) i don't believe in love anymore yeah you do i've given up you always say that but then you don't true and i I say that all the time and then i get left for the ex yeah, he does that. He has, we were talking about the Andy Davis curse, which is that he was like he said he has a type. Mm-hmm. It's coworkers. But then the curse is, is that as soon as he starts dating you and you're his coworker, you're gonna get fired. <laughs> like, which he he said I it's happened three or four times. That and then, sounds about right with Andy. Yeah. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then the Brian curse is that if you start dating him, mm-hmm. then you will automatically, like maybe a few weeks to a month into it. Mm fall desperately in love with your ex again and go back to them. Yeah. It's happened many times. Four times. Four, Four times, times to be exact. Four times since we started the podcast. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. So if you ever want to get back with your ex, <laughs> date me for three weeks. Yeah. And, you know. Just have her date Brian for three weeks and then yeah. she will be she will come running back to you in no time. I wonder why. You know. But we talked about how my curse was that um, every time I'm in a serious relationship, they marry the next girl. Yeah. And as we get, we call it like I'm a, I'm old the one last mistake Franz <laughs> because I'm like the one last mistake before mm-hmm. they realize that, you know, like they could be so happy with someone else. I think we're exactly the same. <laughs> really? You had yeah. that curse too. I yeah. I told a joke about it, but this is like a serious thing. As mm-hmm. of like two or three weeks ago, every single girl I dated in high school is now pregnant. Whoa! Or has already had a kid, and it's usually by the guy that they dated immediately after me. Holy shit! Yikes! That's crazy. Yeah, I've had like, and one of them, like, we're actually friends. Oh, Jesus! That was a <laughs> that was a little foamy, a little feller. Um, one of them, I actually set them up though because mm. it was like, um, it was 
I had dated this guy because he was like best friends with my best friend's mm-hmm. husband. So it was kind of like a convenience thing. And and we were friends. So, you know, it it went we just decided at some point, like, mm, we're, you know, we're just not like in love. Like yeah. it's, you know, and he's a great guy and everything. So um, this girl that was interested in dating him after was actually like the ex-wife of one of my really good friends. And um, so she knew that I knew Matt well and then, um, you know, that Nate did too. And so she was like, hey, you know, what would you guys think about me dating Matt? Like what's like the whole deal with, you know, him and everything? And I was like, he's the greatest guy in the world. You should definitely go for it. He deserves to be happy with someone. And then he you know, the on the other side, like her ex-husband was like, yeah, Matt's a great guy. You should definitely date him. So like we actually like orchestrated them getting together and then they got married. So it was kind of cool. Like that was like the one experience where it was like, you know, a, a good thing that that had happened. Yeah. But literally there's been like three other dudes that have like married the <laughs> next girl, like or like, you know, been in a very serious relationship with them. So, yeah, I don't know. I think everything happens for a reason. Yeah. So you were just that point for them. Yeah, they were like, "Oh man, I've seen the the farthest <laughs> depths of hell." Now I, everything seems good after that. <laughs> just kidding. I'm not that bad. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, like now you're able to date more people at the same time, and mm-hmm. you know, it's just. I mean that I can't get over the whole thing of you know, kissed fifteen men. Well, because the speed, the way that, I mean, think about five years ago, five years ago, Tinder was not like this whole like big thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So now the speed at which you can find somebody new Mm -hmm. is like, you know, we've talked about this where before when you met somebody, you had to kind of invest a little bit of time in it where, you know, there wasn't just all of this. 700 other people waiting in line on an app ready for you to be the next person. You didn't want to go back to square one because square one meant going back to the bars mm-hmm. and meeting a new mm-hmm. person, and you know, and now they're just at your fingertips. So yeah. it's easier that makes sense to like give up on a person because of you know that there's so many other options out and there. And now in 2019, if you've only kissed 15 men, I want to know how many women you've kissed. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good question. Hmm. Yeah. If you've hmm. only kissed 15 men, like what about that other side? Mm. That's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Well, anyway, so what is the next one? Oh, paying for the date. This kind Mm -hmm. of is like a callback to the last episode where we talked about like the changing gender roles and how Mm -hmm. women, you know, are making more money than men. Like Mm -hmm. I talked about how I pretty much always make more money than whoever I'm dating because you know, I do pretty well for myself and it's like, (laughs) (laughs) and also your sugar mama, right? Is that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Remember I I told this, well, no, I told the story about how like at the last, uh, it was like not the last open mic, but the open mic before that, where you did the the joke on me, where you get on your knee and like ask me to be your sugar mama. (laughs) Oh man. What was really funny was I was going to do it to this guy's wife. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but when I looked up, she had gone to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, like Beth will have to do. I <laughs> Beth has money. This will work out. <laughs> this will be fine. Oh my god, she's moving, so it'll be a long distance sugar mom. We'll make it work. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah, but you know, it's it's interesting because I remember, like, you know, again, back to when I was first dating, it was 
if a guy asked you out, mm-hmm. you, there was no question that he was going to pay for it. Right. Um, and now, like, I always find myself in a situation where I'm prepared to pay for it, mm-hmm. um, or at least for myself. But it's like, um, but it's nice if a guy does pay for it. Mm-hmm. And then once we get further into the relationship, you know, especially when I start to date someone more seriously, I'm like, come on, I make more money than you. It's fine. Just, you know, it's, or it's like understood that it's like, yeah. just let me pay. It's not a big deal. Cause mm-hmm. then, you know, if you pay for this $80 sushi meal, then I'm gonna have to pay for your phone bill later or something, you know, I loan you money or whatever. I don't know, you know, not like that's happened recently or anything, but it's just kind of like, you know, it's not a big deal. I don't mind right. doing it. Cause money means nothing to me. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, I've never had it I'm like growing up. So mm-hmm. it doesn't, you know, I don't care about it at all. It's not right. important to me in a relationship, mm-hmm. but, um, Brian was kind of saying that like it can make guys feel emasculated. And so like what is your thought on that as someone in the newer generation? Like if a woman makes more money or like if, uh, you know, like paying for a date in general, mm-hmm. would you still do that if you took a girl out? Well, nor- I do comedy. So there are <laughs> points where like I'm dating a girl, but I can't like take her out to dinner. Yeah. But the th- the solution that I've always came up with was we'll just go to my place and I'll cook. Oh, yeah. That's a good, yeah. Because I learned how to cook at like a super young age. Yeah. So that, that usually works out. And that would impress me too, like if a guy could cook, especially because I don't cook Well, see, that's another mm-hmm. general shift to where yeah. the woman is not cooking dinner. Yeah. You Most know? of the girls Thank I've God dated, for me. Yeah. Like, honestly, <laughs> if you want to impress a woman, cook mm-hmm. her dinner. Mm-hmm. And a real panty dropper <laughs> <laughs> oh trust me i know um, but yeah no, i i don't think i've ever gone out to a dinner and had somebody else pay for it mm-hmm. but i i don't think it would really bother me if they yeah. were like insisting on just like let me pay for it like mm-hmm. all right cool or like if she wanted to go out for sushi that mm-hmm. friday and you were just like oh i can't really afford it and she's like no let's just go like it wouldn't bother yeah. you yeah okay because uh, I feel like they would feel offended if I was like, no, a woman can't pay for my Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, that Mm. is a good point. Well, that's probably, I mean. Because Brian was just thinking from the guy's perspective, Mm. but I think we weren't thinking of it in the newer age women perspective. Like, Mm. that would be offensive to her if Mm. you were like, no, you know. Man's got to pay for the dinner. (laughs) Got to jack up the truck. (laughs) (laughs) Just watch the children. (laughs) But I mean, that's the way some people think. And, you know. Yeah. um, Yeah. And Brian was saying to a certain extent, he would sort of feel that way. But again, he grew up in, I guess, like on the cusp of that generation of like, Mm -hmm. the men are the breadwinners. And, you know, but then has now, you know, found himself being a young adult and now, you know, a middle adult, I guess. A middle adult? <laughs> that, you know, of like this new generation of, you know, women that are more powerful mm-hmm. and, and, you know, making more money and, you know, taking on a more aggressive role, I guess, in society. So mm-hmm. it's kind of cool to hear like the two different sides of that. So for sure. Yeah. But I think, you know, at the same time, if I was like, eh, no, I can't really spring for sushi. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, let's just go. Fuck yeah! You okay, yeah. <laughs> let's go. Yeah, I like sushi. Right, especially if I don't have to pay for it. Yeah, <laughs> food right. is the best food. Hell yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> unless of course it was like a Brian's first date from hell that was to a sushi restaurant. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. It was uh, everything that I've learned about Brian. That adds up. <laughs> it's a great story, by the way. Forget which episode. It's uh yeah, I forget which episode it is, but it, it ends up with her 
spending some time in the bathroom. About 20 minutes. And then oh. coming out and saying, oof. Oof. <laughs> that spicy tuna ran right through me <laughs> on a first date. <laughs> While she was... No, 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 surprisingly. I don't know how oh, I gave that one up. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. yeah she was great. also wearing a, a watermelon print t-shirt. Yeah. Like slices of watermelon all and, over her t-shirts. So. And she, she didn't understand. She was like actual words that came out of her mouth were on. She was asking about the noodles, and she goes, "Well, which one is more like the noodles at Panda Express?" <laughs> <laughs> this was at um oh and Shogun. I oh, thought Sh- it was Shogun. Shogun, Shogun yeah, oh, like yeah. a nice sushi restaurant. <laughs> like which one is more like them noodles? Like how Panda Express? <laughs> you got any of them ramen noodles? <laughs> <laughs> right. We've had that argument too, where I'm like, absolutely not. Okay, because Brian's like, "Ooh, like this place will jazz up your ramen." I'm like, "You mm-hmm. know where you can jazz up your ramen?" <laughs> At home for ten cents, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that is that a little... racket. That is a scam. I am not paying anyone to jazz up my ramen. Okay, that's what that little packet's for, mm-hmm. right? I don't, I don't even pay some guy to flip it in the air. Hello, times. yeah. No, that is a racket. <laughs> like, so you keep your quail eggs and prawns out of my ramen? Well, like at the end of the day, is it like? I mean, come on, ramen noodles is ten cents. Even mm. I, who does not cook, have been able to figure out on my own that if I just like chop up some vegetables and some chicken or like you can jazz up your ramen yourself. It's fucking noodles. Like, it's not that hard. <laughs> Even I can do that. You're not wrong. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, so the next topic is the duration of singlehood. Um, okay. It used to be, you know, like that. You would, uh, you know, old and olden times, like you would, marry your high school sweetheart Mm. or you know even just in general like you if you were 37 and had never been married and and didn't have kids Mm -hmm. you were like an old spinster which i'm not saying i'm not but (laughs) but you know like the you know people would get married and have kids right out of college and people are waiting more Mm -hmm. time to do that now and did you read what the definition of spinster was or what qualified you as a spinster no not being married by the age of 25 really yeah if you are not married by are the you age dead of- ass serious <laughs> <laughs> beth you are a spinster I am like a, what is beyond a spinster? You know, there's like cougar and then like jaguar or whatever. It's like, master spinster. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like running the master class on being a spinster. Well, you say that, but most of the people I went to high school are married to people that were dating in high school. That's so weird. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know what, too, is um, here's the other part of it that I always think of. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm 37. I've never been married and I don't have kids. Mm-hmm. How many people that I went to high school with that got married at that time that was like appropriate at the time or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, that are now divorced, that right. are miserable, mm-hmm. that are like whatever. I'm living my best life at 37 right. and their life is on the downswing, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like that's because I've like, you know, I've waited until it felt right for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't just get married because society says you're supposed to do that. Right. You know, I have just lived life the way that I thought was appropriate for mm-hmm. me and I've never been happier. Mm-hmm. And to not conform to that sort of societal norm has mm-hmm. been the best thing in the world for me. So, yeah. For sure. I'm so progressive. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Because I didn't go to school in the South. I think it's yeah. mostly a Southern thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's some people, though, you know, like, I mean, I went to school in the Chicagoland area and mm-hmm. it was like 
there's a lot of people mm-hmm. who, I mean, granted, these are like suburbanite kids, you know, who probably like, you know, that's what they grew up with. Right. You know, the expectation is to do the same thing your parents did mm-hmm. and, you know, end up in that same life cycle. And my life has not been like that at all whatsoever, you know, from day one. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's more about, less about um, the generation, mm-hmm. more about what you grew up yeah, because yeah. it is it's normal to just be single for a long time. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the people I know are married and I'm 22. Yeah. Wow. 22. Mm-hmm. I'm one of the few of my friends who are not married. Really? Mm-hmm. God, that's crazy. It is crazy because, I mean, even when I was growing up, it was like the goal was uh, finish high school, go to college. Mm-hmm. Like marriage did not come in between that at all. Mm-hmm. I did neither finish high school or go to college but um you went to college well i mean when i was like 30 yeah exactly yeah yeah. well i'm just saying like you know clear the record sure that's the same thing with me you know when i graduated high school you know all of my friends like their parents were paying for their school so Mm -hmm. it's like they went off to college immediately and i was like well i am poor so Mm -hmm. that's not gonna happen i have to go out and go into the workforce so you know i got a full-time job in an office you know i worked very hard and Mm -hmm. You know, by the age of 24, I was able to go back to community college and then did that for four years mm. before I transferred into a university and finally, you know, like finished my bachelor's and everything. But it's like, so I was 30 by the time I, I got through college. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That was the best thing in the world because I actually cared about being there. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very serious about getting good grades mm-hmm. and I really wanted to like focus and do well. Where all my friends who went to college immediately were like, I am doing absolutely nothing having to do with my degree or yeah. they hate their job because you can't decide what you're going to do for the rest of your life when you're 18. That's crazy. Yeah, sure. I think they're slowly catching up to that now. That was the mm-hmm. thing I realized. Yeah. Because I'm actually a college dropout. Oh. I was Kanye West here. is now. <laughs> Let's not make that I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, uh, I came up here on a full scholarship. Wow. For biomedical engineering. Holy shit. And I realized I didn't need it. So wow. my third year I left. That's interesting. What's really funny is uh, after I left, I moved to Chicago and I worked at a German tea place selling German loose leaf tea. <gasps> I remember you telling me that. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy I was working with had his bachelor's in the degree that I was going to school for. Get out. That's an eye opener, right? Yeah. That's crazy. You don't, they've always told us as kids, like you have to. You have to go to college. Right. Like no matter what you do, you have to go to college. Right. And you really don't, especially well, and yeah, today. It's interesting because, you know, even my field, it's, mm-hmm. you know, a property management, like at the end of the day, is it helpful to have a degree? Because, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, college kind of prepares an 18-year-old for mm-hmm. certain lessons about life. Right. Me being in student housing, believe me, I teach these kids every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, guess what? <laughs> Newsflash, this is the world is going to kick your ass if you think that this is so it kind of prepares you for that level of stuff and assert to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, someone like me who grew up basically raising myself, you know, like, and already having learned all these life lessons and stuff, it was like I knew how to be an adult before I was an adult, you know, right? And um, a lot of people who had it very easy, like, they mm-hmm. they need that college experience to teach them that, like you know, pop your mouth off of your mommy's titty. You know, like you have to, you know, like they need that experience to learn how to be a grown up. And 
Um, I mean, even my college degree is in sport management. So it's like, yeah, so it's like, okay, did I go back for something that I was interested in? Mm -hmm. Yes. But at the end of the day, interestingly enough, it does translate to property management Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways because, you know, facility management, Mm -hmm. it's marketing, it's finance, it's, you know, um, you know, all of those things that you learn do translate to the business that I'm in. Event management, you know, like, yeah, all that stuff. So, um, you know, while I'm not using my degree specifically to be in the sport field, because from what you find out early in that program, you're going to be making um, poverty level money in a major city. And it's like, I'm like, I can't afford to do that. (laughs) I'm going back to school so I can make more money because I'm tired of being in poverty. It's probably very seasonal. Oh, yeah. Well, and then, you know, like, I just remember one of the people coming and giving a talk and like, he's like, you know, why are some of you guys in this field? Because you love baseball. Okay, well, you'll never get to enjoy another baseball game again. Because when you're working here, you don't get to sit there and enjoy the game. Right. You're working from 5 a.m. that morning until, you know, three o'clock in the next morning, you know, opening that stadium, making sure everybody shows up, you know, orchestrating the whole event, running around and like, and then cleaning up afterwards. So it's like, I was like, wow, this is very eye-opening. But at that point, I'm like, it's too late to transfer out. I'm just going to see this through. And, yeah. you know. But, yeah, so I don't know. You know it's it's a- worth it to have that experience. It's just how worth it is it. Right. Because college is very expensive. It's very though. expensive, yeah. Absolutely. Believe me, I will be in debt for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm basically putting a lot of stock in the fact that my student loans will outlive me at this point. <laughs> so Yeah, no, I immediately remember that I know Spanish whenever it calls. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's not here. Xavier's not in So yeah, I don't know. So yeah, people are allowed to be single longer than they used to be, I think, which is a cool difference between now and then. You know, mm-hmm. you've take a little more time to do things the right way. And actually one of the things that we pointed out in a couple of different episodes is that divorce rates are actually steadying off and declining Mm -hmm. because of the fact that people are waiting longer. Mm -hmm. Um, Because for a long time, divorce rates were on the rise, but now that, you know, this generation has sort of kicked into gear because Mm -hmm. people are waiting longer and making sure that it's the right thing for them to do first. They're not, they don't feel that societal norm like have to do it nobody feels like they have to get married yeah so so now and it shows where people are now staying together once they're married you know so that's kind of cool and that's the other thing that we were kind of talking about was the way that you're conditioned the way that you're trained like if you think about what marriage does like it's it's not for me it would do nothing for me right you know what i mean it's not beneficial it's just kind of like you're legally right. I don't need someone else's financial security if something happens to them. I don't need, you know what I mean? Like it would just do nothing, but I don't know. I can't see it improving the quality of my life at this Mm -hmm. point in any way. So it's honestly just like a, a legal binding contract between two people Mm -hmm. and that's it. Right. I'm going to use that the next time somebody asks me if they want to get serious. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Well, what Brian told me. <laughs> right. Baby, it's just well, a legally it, binding agreement between two adults. Well, so, what had happened was. <laughs> <laughs> so the um, next thing that's changed is sex. Yeah, and how definitely. how soon it happens. Well, the amount of people that people are having mm-hmm. arguably is more than ever. Mm-hmm. Certainly more partners than ever, like back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, one of the things that article talked about was that it's not really known whether or not people were having 
more or less sex back then mm-hmm. because of the fact that they just didn't talk about it as openly back then. Yeah. Yeah. And now, you know, people kissing, people be kissing and telling, you know. <laughs> I think it's mostly because of the internet. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And like, you can just open your phone and then there's sex. Yeah. And unlike the over sexualization of everything on TV mm-hmm. and media, you know, it's like nothing shocks anybody anymore. Right. And back then, just talking about sex was very shocking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But now kids are born with iPhones. Yeah. So like, the second they figure out what that is, they have it. Yeah, no kidding. Mm-hmm. It's like so crazy to me that people give their kids like mm-hmm. a $600 fucking yeah. phone. Yeah. Like, I'm like, there is no way. I always remember the story. Um, I was taking uh, a girlfriend's niece and nephew to the park one day. Mm-hmm. And they would run around, they'd jump and jump in and off of things. And these parents pulled up, their kids hopped out, they had their tablets in their hands, they walked up to the playground, they sat down and just played on the tablets. No what's, way. What's the point? And the parents sat in the car on their phone the entire time. Get wow. out. Mm-hmm. They didn't even get out of the car. Nope. That's so sad. Mm-hmm. That makes zero sense. Why even leave the house at that point? Honestly. Holy shit. And it's it's a varied uh, experience because there are parents who are like, our kids have to be active. Oh, yeah, yeah. My sister is really good mm-hmm. about that. Like, the but kids. Some parents are just like, just let them play with this phone. Right. But as wow. somebody with kids, it's kind of nice to be like, you go YouTube it up for two yeah. hours while I collect my sanity. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's after, you know, being at the kids' game for two hours. Right. True. And, you yeah. know, it's I mean, the same thing of our parents, like, just. Sitting us in front of a movie. And don't move. Believe me, yeah. I mean, I can like I can probably directly quote every single like Disney movie from my era Mm. because we were so hooked on like watching VHS tapes of, you know, Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty and like that was I guess our internet. And when my mom had to get stuff done around the house, you know, she'd pop us in front of that. But Mm. that's how I grew up. But my youngest brother, uh, when I recently went home, he was in his room and I walked in. And he was Instagram live feeding him brushing his teeth. Stop. <laughs> and it blew my mind. Right. Like, Why would you ever do this? <laughs> Nobody wants to see you brush your teeth. His friends did. Wow. <laughs> they had a little group feed thing and they were all brushing their teeth together. Oh, my God. It was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Right. It's like, so are people more connected now or are they less? Like, uh-huh. It's so, that's. People be brushing their teeth together. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, but yeah, again, you know, like the memes, my mom sitting me in front of the VHS of Mm -hmm. Cinderella, she had complete control over what I was watching. He could pop on the internet and watch whatever he wants at any time. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, he's going to be, you know, um, exposed to sexualization Mm -hmm. of all this stuff from a very young age. So, you know, yeah, people are more open about talking about it now and, Mm -hmm probably having it more partners and that sort of thing well it's expected on like the first date now Uh, yeah like you hook up like okay we're having sex and that's it right which is crazy because i kind of i I know i went through like when i first moved here i was like Mm -hmm. okay are we supposed to have sex with you on the first date or not because if somebody does then you're like oh that's not the kind of girl i want to date who's gonna you know like sleep with me on the first date but then if you don't I don't know. Mm. So well, then parent, you won't get that call for the second day. Right. Yeah. Mm. So are you supposed to or are you not? I, don't I think know. I, I think so. 
Of course you're going to say that. <laughs> you're like, ladies, keep having sex on the first date. Nope. Before the first date, just text me and let's just have sex. I mean, also, that right. sounds like a second night stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah back to the second night stand. Let's yeah. just have sex. Mm-hmm. And then if I like you, then I'll take you on another date. I'll mm-hmm. take you on the first date and then we'll have sex again. And yeah. then I'll never talk to you again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Second night stand. Beware, ladies. Beware of the second night stand. Where has this been my whole life? (laughs) You've already lived your entire life that way. Are you fucking kidding me right now? (laughs) Oh, my God. My parents raised me very, like, sex positive. Yeah. When you meet somebody, make sure you know that person. Make sure they're clean. If you want to have sex, just have sex. I I grew up Catholic. We never had a talk, no nothing. It was just like. I remember in the seventh grade, I was in the car with a bunch of my friends. It was like eight o'clock at night. I wanted to stay out with them. So I called my mom. For some reason, I put it on speakerphone. <laughs> and I was like, hey, can I just stay out with my friends a little bit longer? And she said, knowing she was on speakerphone, make sure you wrap it up. Oh, my God. In seventh in grade. Sit- yeah. mm. Jesus Christ. Okay. I remember when I was in the seventh grade, the song Let's Talk About Sex mm. by Salt and Peppa was on the radio. Mm. And me and my mom are in the car, and it's uh, on the radio. I mean, I'm not really singing it or anything, but it's just like, right, I'm talking about this. <laughs> and my mom goes, you turn this filth off right now. <laughs> and I was like, mom, mom, they're talking about positive, you know, like, mm. like have safe sex. Like, the right. message is to have safe sex. And she goes, I don't care. You turn this trash off right now. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, all right. You know, it's like she was, like, that was, like, the Catholic shame back mm-hmm. then like you just didn't talk about it and like i'm not even joking i never got a talk it was mm-hmm. like they will handle that at school because it's just like you you just didn't talk about it you know well, the problem was even at school people didn't talk about it right and what's well, even crazier now is that kids aren't wearing condoms yeah which like is... they will have sex but nobody's wearing any protection oh my god and that's just normal directs if you want to sponsor the show (laughs) that's not a bad idea yeah you can talk to them yeah for sure i'm a fan of skins uh have you had yeah skins i've never used that particular brand what is it's um it's it's latex free why did you ask so if you've got a if you've got a why did i ask you you're not obviously (laughs) only wear magnums (laughs) (laughs) right it is funny because i you know i I did the comedians nwa 2018 Class of 2018 yearbook, and I made up superlatives for everybody. And uh, I was going to say a different one at first, mm-hmm. but I was just like, we'll just go with biggest dick in the room. What I was going to say was, um, he almost received um, most likely to have a girl date him just to piss off her dad, but yeah. he was eked out by Colin Nelson by just a few <laughs> votes. <laughs> so instead, he's received biggest dick in the world. Both of those are accurate. Yeah. I had a, I've been telling a joke recently <laughs> where I throw my penis over my shoulder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and a girl came up to me after a show and she goes, you know, you give off like a weird expectation of how big your dick is. <laughs> well, it was funny because that was at Nomads and Patrick Cunningham was at that show and he goes, he goes, he should, uh, he should take the microphone and just throw it all the way over his shoulder. And I was like, not at Nomads. The equipment no. is not, the, <laughs> the equipment will fly. <laughs> yeah, that is how you get sued very quickly at this yeah. venue because it's, it's not sturdy equipment, I would say. I'm just trying to boost expectations and have jewish mothers approve (laughs) that has happened a couple of times right well let's see there you go Mm -hmm. so yeah 
Um, the last item that they have on this list here, which is good, is the location of dates has changed a lot. Mm. Which, you know, like you were saying, um, you used to, like, I remember it was just always like you would go out for dinner. Mm -hmm. And if that went well, maybe you went out for a drink afterwards. Or, you know, maybe you didn't even do that. Maybe Mm -hmm. it was just like dinner and then you went home. Now, you know, there's just like more options. Like you said, you know, I would ask if she wanted to come over and I could make Mm -hmm. dinner for her. Like that was never, that would be... Netflix and and chill has become a thing. Yeah, yeah. That was never like acceptable back then. There was no way. Like, I think it was because people were so, um, like, oh, someone going back to your house is so taboo. But it's like, I think people now kind of get, look, we're probably going to (laughs) fuck. Like, it's not a big deal if you end up at my house with dinner first or not. Is that not the intention of dating, to be honest? Like, I'm not trying to date somebody so I can cook them dinner. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> the end goal is yeah. sex and maybe a relationship. Like, yeah. And I think maybe maybe that's what's changed the most is people kind of realize that more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're not going to... That's a really good point. Beat yeah. around the bush. It's about too. cutting to the chase. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Because the kind of woman I'm usually attracted to is somebody who will tell me, like, this is what I want, nothing else. Yeah. This yeah. Is it. yeah. For sure. Well, that's cool. And and that's woman, empowering for women too, you know, because we have the ability now to say this is what I want or not, and yeah. not just be like, oh, "I'm just gonna wait around the phone for Xavier to call me." <laughs> right. Hope that we fall in love. You know, it's mm. like. And when a woman says, "I just want sex," that's when you say, "Look, lady, I'm a serious gentleman. I'm looking for that legal binding contract." <laughs> <laughs> no, you're like not. a gentleman does. Like a gentleman does. <laughs> Like a real live gentleman boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh that's funny. Mm-hmm. But I've never, I've never had a pressure to be like, you have to take me out to a nice restaurant. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. I think you know it might come with age a little bit too. Like sometimes older yeah. people feel like that's more appropriate. But I mean, I don't care. Like I, um, you know, like I, I haven't been on any dates in a while because I've been very, very busy. But mm. like um I know that I've told people like, okay, well I'm really tied up, but if you want to see me, like come to my comedy show and then, yeah. you know, we can go for drinks afterwards or something. Mm. And that's, you know, that's worked a time or two. And yeah. You know, so like I think the rules have just changed where it's like, you know Well life. everybody's busy. Yeah. I think yeah. that's I was just you gonna know, say that. Everybody's busy and it's hard to find time for somebody. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, if you can fit it in or you know, hey, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, and maybe mm-hmm. I'll maybe I'll take you to dinner. Yeah, right. It's happened. <laughs> Way to whore that out, Brian. It's I'm happened. Happy, proud of you. <laughs> man's got to do what a man's yeah. got to do. Get this podcast out to so many damn listeners. Mm. So and he many. has. He's done a very good job of that. Congrats, Brian. Thank how you. many? How many do we have in January? What was the? We don't want to brag about it, do we? Yeah, we do. Okay. What? I mean, just like seven thousand or so. I mean, it's (laughs) and it's it's a shout out to everybody who's listened, who has contributed to the podcast. That's right. We owe it to you, the audience. Absolutely, you guys are wonderful, wonderful indeed. So let's see, January (laughs) seven thousand six hundred and eleven of you deserve a thank you. Thank you. We just kissed seven thousand. 611 people at once, not 15 before we settle down. <laughs> Bunch of prudes in 2014. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Losers. <laughs> no. 
But yeah, so um, I think how are we on time? Are we, are we ready yeah. to wrap it up? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, wrap it up. <laughs> Just like your yes, mom told you. <laughs> I mean, I'm a hypocrite, but go ahead and make <laughs> sure I would sure like you to do it. <laughs> well, that was fun. Um, Xavier, yes, where ma'am. can people follow you? Are there any shows you have coming up? Uh, when is this going to come out? Uh, this will be next. Oh, uh, two Wednesdays from now. I'll give you a date. Here. Yeah, sorry. Okay. No, you're fine. Because we did record um, one in between. Looks like the 20th. The 20th. February 20th. Well, where can they follow you on social media? Um, I would just follow me on Instagram mm-hmm. at Claiborne Xavier, all lowercase, no spaces. Um, I have, or we're hosting, me and Topher are hosting the open mic together on the 21st. Yay. So that will be good. That will be really funny. We have some very stupid things planned. Well, you guys did great with your Halloween costume where you were sewn together. <laughs> <laughs> that went. That was a lot of fun. None of our planning for that actually worked. You, you were the only two who committed as heavily to a costume as I did. <laughs> it was... Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then the 23rd, me and him are producing a show at the television station. Um, so we're trying to get people to come out for the audience. That's that. right. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a, a live, like just all uh, improv, right? Yeah, it's an improvised stand-up show. Uh-huh. Um, we'll have a screen behind the comedians. We'll have their topics. So when the comedians see the topics, the audience sees it at the same time. Okay. And, and then, then they just, just have to go run with it. Yeah, and we'll what is that show through. called? And uh, where will it be? On the spot, uh, Fastest Punchlines this side of the Mississippi. Ooh. Um, and that's the 23rd. What channel will that be viewed on? We're not sure how it's going to go. Okay. So we're going to put it on at around 3 o'clock in the morning. Okay. On a Tuesday. Okay. But or if um, they follow you on Instagram, they'll be able to find it. If right? it's good, we're going to put up clips on YouTube. Cool. Yeah, okay. And then uh-huh. we're going to try and make it like a bi monthly thing. Awesome. And that'll be a good one. I know Elaine's going to be on that show. That'll be We really have funny. the best people for this show. Yeah. The best improvers for sure. I yeah. Cannot wait. It's, it's going so to be incredible. incredible. Or it will be terrible. And we'll have to delete this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right. Any evidence trail whatsoever. Cool. But no, it'll be good. Yeah, I'm excited. Cool. Well, and definitely, you know, he, you can generally see him at open mics too, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, the open mic at Nomads every Thursday. Yeah. Until we open up the new Nomads. Mm-hmm. The we'll new Nomads? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Trailside. Ooh, okay. Yeah, it's going to be a whole thing. So, so yeah, keep your eyes peeled on Comedians NWA for all those exciting upcoming things. And, yeah, I don't have any new shows coming up because I'm moving on Friday. So, But I will, so, you know, <laughs> eventually. Uh, other than that, take care of your little Franks and Beanies. Take care of your little Franks and Beanies. <laughs>